Welcome to CEO Money. I'm Michael Yorba. Thanks for joining with us. All right. We have got Peter Velarde, CEO of Refer Me IQ on the show with us today. Peter, welcome to the show. Michael, great to be here and uh, thanks for having me. I'm glad you're back. All right, Peter, there has been a, quite a few things go on since we last had you on the show. I, I wanted to delve into these five different um, things that we need to pay attention to if we're going to start increasing the value of our current clients and getting new clients into the business. But before we do that, I want to tell everybody about my personal experience using Refer Me IQ. Do you mind? Don't mind at all. That'd be just wonderful, Michael. Thank you. All right. My pleasure. Um, I met Peter a little while ago, and I'm going to bring up the real stats on um, what I'm using here with Refer Me IQ. And I just want to let everybody know that I have, because of using Refer Me IQ, I have been able to obtain a at least a 25 to 30 percent, um, if you will, open rate, delivery rate. And then today I had an amazing thing happen when I, I sent out uh, um, uh, the broadcast to all of the clients that I know. I had a 200, over a 200, almost a 300% open rate and click-through rate on the current message that went out, which ended up being a conversion rate of real real close to well over 8% on an initial mailing that I'd sent out to the people that know me. That was unheard of. I had guys coming into my office, Peter, telling me, I tell, I know you are lying to me unless I saw those results that, that you pulled up. Your system makes a world of difference. Now, let me back up and let you tell the world what it does. But anytime you can get an open rate and a conver- and a conversion rate, where it's a 70% click-through rate, and better than that, it's actually closer to 76%. It, it, it's amazing. 3%, you're happy. But the 78%, what is it that you're doing? That, and tell our audience what it is that you do that makes you so disruptive in the way to increase the um, connectivity of your current clients and then get new clients from the current clients. Walk us through that that process and then I'll get on with the rest of the interview. I just want everybody to know this. I think we just had a, a mic drop, if you will. We're gonna get Peter back on the show here in a second. Mm-hmm. Looks like his bandwidth may have dropped, but I just wanna let you guys know. What Peter does is he brings a, a different level of connectivity to your clients. Um, I have some messages that they've helped me sculpt. I send them out to the people that have been on my show, to the people that I have in my LinkedIn connections, and the the click-through, the delivery, and the conversion rates are off the charts. So if anybody wants to, wants to know about how this works, um, you can call me directly or I'll definitely put you on the Peter's team so we can walk you through the process of how to take the current clients and allow them the opportunity to brag about what it is you do and bring you more clients and participate in some of the activities that you're trying to get out to, the messages you're trying to get out to your audience, meaning the people you want to do business with and the people you're currently doing business with. It's just an an amazing story of what he does. So um, one of the things we're going to cover on today is um, why not take the guessing out of driving a profitable revenue growth? Uh, 
and we're going to go on to start by determining your most improved vital statistic and the most improved task, how to talk about that in the proper way to bring those kind of returns back into your company, how to gain leverage, and then how to automate and measure what matters with your company. So we're going to bring those different topics out when we get Peter back on the show. And um, I wanted to also, now that I've got a minute to myself here with the show, let, let you out there know, we really want you to like the Facebook page send us people that you think are disruptive thought leaders so that we can talk to them about being on our show and creating a an environment where you continuously are in front of thought leaders disruptive content products and people to be able to improve your position in life you produce a much better team a much better quality product and a better Go to go to market message. I've got a number of people that have already come onto our show. We've got well over 700 different uh, people that have been through our 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 studios, and we're we're gaining a lot more traction because of adopting the new technologies that are out there into our broadcasts and being able to share them with the people that are out there looking to find the better way to be at go to market, the better way to deliver the message, the better way to um, create a new product, and uh, then a better way to run your company. Uh, There's a lot of people that have been on our show that will help you, not just on the front end, not just how to do sales, which we have some very, very good people that do that, but also the back end the administrative side that a lot of people may not not have a knack for. Some people are better administrators than they are um, leaders of the charge, if you will. And we have those people that have already formed relationships with us so that we can refer them out to you and you can do business with them so that some of the the task, I'm not an analyst. I do have people who are analysts that want to work in our in our field and they love to work with the creative and disruptive people that come to our show. So we're going to be sure and bring them to you. And I hope everybody likes our new studios. Uh, that Real News PR is where we're producing our shows these days. And you're going to start to see the guests that are on our show on a variety of, of different shows. They're going to be on Fox and Bloomberg and CNBC, um, ABC, NBC, CBS, uh, just to name a few. That's just the television side. Uh, one of the things that I like about what Real News PR does, Jeff Creeley is the uh, CEO and brainchild of their, this is the this is the actually the result of his many, many years in the broadcast industry. Um, he has a way of being able to put you on radio shows throughout the country and do that in such a fashion that you're really getting the full impact of what the news can bring to you when it comes to getting your message out and being the expert in your field. So we're going to be able to to present that in a fashion and be able to uh, open this kind of news-centric content broadcast in a pervasive way where the disruptive thought leaders actually get a voice. They get a chance to bring their message to market and not have to, in some cases, sneak in the back door, hope their investment banker meets the right person that leads them into some kind of a, uh, a way to get the message out. We can have the best widgets in the world, but if you don't have a way to get them to the right market, 
define your market, be able to focus that market to be to to buy your products, buy your services, and, and really team up with you to grow your organization. It's it's really it's really frustrating. A lot of you out, out there probably know how frustrating it is. So we're going to be uh, working to to do what we can to deliver that message to you, give you a better way to find private, in some cases publicly uh, traded companies, that are breaking the mold. They're the people that are really going to be the next leaders. Uh, some of them are offshoots of current brand names that you know and use every day that have formed new companies. Um, there's a, a couple of companies that have already been on our show. Cumage comes to my mind where you'll be able to go and take your cell phone, go into any store out there and see what the dress or the suit looks like on you as you're walking through um, the the department store. Mason's Michael, Phoenix. sorry not to cut you off here. We've got Peter back. Yeah. <laughs> good. Yeah, talk to him. <laughs> Peter, I'm glad you're back. Hey, it's good to be back. I've been listening uh, to some great stuff coming from you, and uh, somehow we got disconnected, but uh, delighted to be back. All right, I'm, I'm glad that you're back. Now, that's your turn now. So tell everybody what Refer Me IQ does, and then I want to get into these um, top four different things, that these messages that everybody should really pay attention to to improve the productivity and the relationships that they have with their current clients and be able to meet the new clients from the referral processes that you've set up without having to do the extra work. Wonderful. Well, thanks for that opening and, and all that you've said and your kind remarks earlier before we get disconnected. But very simply, our company was formed on the premise that all businesses really want to build a referral-based business. What business doesn't want to do that? Um, and yet most don't do it as successfully as they'd like to. So even though 83% of all consumers would love to be referred to a company from a trusted source, uh, less than 11% of businesses had a system to do it. So this was formed on the concept of why is it so hard to do? Uh, and we know the reason it requires skill and emotional competence, and most importantly, it requires a system. So uh, I've been doing this for a very long time. I've been building referral-based businesses. I've been consulting referral-based businesses uh, for a very long time, and that was always my passion. So uh, a number of years ago, uh, I got together a best-in-class team of technologists to build the most effective referral process possible and completely so that it almost functions, as you know, as a human nature hack where somebody could take our system off the shelf and implement it, and on the other end pops out a number of positive outcomes, including more contact, as you said, with existing clients that leads to being more referral, that secondarily creates a path for them to comfortably refer people in the comfort of their home and office, motivate them to do that, a great handoff of them recommending you, and then creating this really compelling path so that a referral understands your business, sees the trust, and therefore wants to be contacted by the professional or the business. Uh, you've seen this firsthand in action, and um, we love helping businesses build a referral-based business. So um, we're seeing a lot of traction with organizations who want a simple 
have their sales professionals or units of their business uh, work off the best referral lead. So that, that's the quick background before we get into the educational content, which is where we always start because we feel that an educated consumer makes better quality decisions. So we'll second, but, but I'll stop there for a minute. Okay. Let's talk about this. Um, now, nobody likes to guess about profitability. You're talking about taking the guesswork out of driving profitable revenue growth. Give us some insight on that. Yeah, and, and that's so important to understand because at the end of the day, every business wants to drive not just revenue, but profitable revenue growth. And just as human nature is predictable, there's also a formula that works for any type of business. So five things, but I'm going to simplify it and uh, break it down to three things. So uh, the first one is a foreign concept for some people, but but it's not to most people what we have. Uh, and that is step one is to determine what's called your most improvable vital statistic uh, and then the most improvable task beneath that. So this is an exercise in focus. What do I mean by all? Whether you're Sales agency, a sales force for item, it all breaks down to three things, and that's the activity that your people have how many appointments, calls, meetings per week, per month. Second is the conversion of that to something meaningful, preferably a sale. And then third is the size of the sale or sale size. So if you're an insurance agency, for example, you should know your current file statistics, and then you need to focus on, okay, if I'm going to drive profitable revenue growth, then which one of those three should I focus on now in a world of limited resources? So that's part one. And then second, then, well, what do I do about that? If I pick activity, for example, what tasks beneath that drive that, such as lead generation or outreach or having more discovery meetings with more clients? So step one is really getting clear on which vital statistic you want to improve and then what task beneath it uh, can lead to driving the greatest um, result or outcome from that. So that's step one. Should I go on at this yes. point? Go ahead. Beautiful. So, so once you do that, then step two is to gain leverage. And this is so powerful, Michael, because this is about what tasks can a business do that drive two or more of those vital statistics. So are there things somebody can do for Pareto's law to drive 20% of things that drive 80%. But those things must be done with enough sufficiency or often and with enough skill. And interestingly, in the spirit of focus, there are two things, and we've talked a little bit about them already and on prior broadcasts that lead to the greatest explosion of profitable revenue growth. The first is client nurturing. So this is all about what do I do to increase my frequency of contact with my clients, the value of those contacts, how do I continue to build skills and systems and support capacity to build trust with those clients? And in essence, by doing that, how do I become referable? Knowing again that 83% would refer if asked, how do I put myself in the best position so that my consumers are literally jumping over themselves to refer me because they've had such a great client experience. So that's one. The second is if you can get great at that, but also get great at referral prospecting. So once I'm referable, how do I then create the systems and do the things necessary that drive 
a, a non-awkward, comfortable, effective process to generate referrals because we all know that you can target ideal clients, four times the conversion with referrals, much lower cost. And if successful with those two things, that drives increased activity, increased conversion, and increased case size. So that's the second. The third one is once you get those two pieces clear, then it's all about automating. Again, in order to bypass human nature, it's very hard to get ourselves to consistently because we all do things to try to avoid pain and gain pleasure. And so we do sometimes things that we don't want to do and often we don't implement. The key is to automate, 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 and then measure what matters. So what things what might we not likely do ourselves? Well, we may not ask for referrals consistently. We may not ask in the way that's comfortable for people. So finding technology that can be kind of that human nature hack that can replicate the most effective referral process possible and does all those key steps for you is what we do. And it's what we suggest people do if they don't do it with us. So the goal of our system is simple. Let's increase contact and value to clients and key relationships like your network to become referable. And then it automates all the steps necessary so that a referral is comfortable seeking you out and requesting contact from you. And then we measure everything because it's so important that any investment of business both generates the ROI on time, but also on their money. So those are kind of the three big things that no matter who I talk to with, with, with a business, I always ask them, how are you doing with driving profitable revenue growth? And I always look to figure out the restrictions there. And almost always our technology can play a role in what that look, looks like. So that's kind of um, the quick and uh, at least overview of what we do and how critical it is to look at some of these dimensions of growing profitable revenue growth. There's one piece that you left out, and I want to make sure that we bring it out. All of this that we just spoke about, this mechanized process of increasing our business through happy customers, sending us more happy customers or clients, has a basis in it that the audience needs to understand. You have a human element inside of your organization like I haven't seen before, and that's called customer service and empathy for the understanding of somebody else's business and their ability to adopt and adapt to the automation process that you you put in place there's a learning curve involved and if it's we're not just numbers to you we are humans that are trying to work with other humans to do better for us and the people we do business with, and you keep that first and foremost with your organization. That's, because I've dealt with people that, that's it, you're a number, here it is, thanks, give me the paycheck, I'll see you later. And you don't do that. You actually care about the people you do business with, and it comes from the top all the way down, and it's it, it reflects in what I've come to experience in trying to to understand how to automate my process to increase my business through your tools. And I just want to bring that out for you. Yeah, thank you for saying that. And, and I'm glad you said that. I, I do care, we do care, and we care deeply because we've all been on the other side. We've all run businesses. I've been 
uh, senior executive for a large company. I've been an entrepreneur, owner, operator, uh, consultant, advisor, board director. Um, I know the challenges of building a business, and I also understand the challenges of implementing and utilizing software, um, any kind of software. And most software that people purchase sits on the shelf and collects dust and goes unused, therefore there's no value. was really to me was first hiring the industry we have of people who understand businesses, understand software, and understand how to make it easy for people to use it because we built the complexity beneath the chassis, but more importantly, that we can take our software and through a very short uh, conversation, help people set it up right, push the buttons, but then make best use of it through best practices. But also what is making sure that we adapt our software to the very specific use case of the business, because everybody uses our software a little bit differently. Um, and so we, we like to really spend a lot of time learning what the needs are. And it, that's kind of surprising when you look at our price point of $250 set it up and then $50 per month. It's not an expensive piece of software, um, but we have a human actually contact somebody when they get it set up. And we do that because it only works for us. We want people that stay with us for a lifetime. We want to change businesses. And so if we're to really execute on our mission to help businesses build a referral-based business, it's more than just a piece of software. It's more than just putting that in people's hands. It's making sure that we help them adopt it, implement it, and adapt it as time goes on. So we work with an enterprise. We actually have a dashboard that we the sponsor quarterly to make sure the software is getting traction in the organization, share best practices as we learn them to make sure that results occur because nothing matters unless there's positive outcomes. So, um, so I thank you for saying that. It does mean a lot to me as CEO, but to the rest of my organization uh, to do that. And, and, and we try very hard to deliver on that um, each day that we do business. You do. All right, Peter, thanks for being a guest on our show today. We'll talk to you soon. Yeah, you bet. Happy to be here. Thank, thanks again for being on the show, and thanks to the audience. You're welcome. All right, you've been watching CEO Money with Michael Yorba. Thanks for watching. Uh, please follow us on Facebook, or excuse me, like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter, and subscribe to our YouTube channel. We'll talk to you soon.